request, Improvisation for Transformation, is inspired by an improvisational structure, as he used to call them, created by the U.S. improviser Del Close, who was born in 1934 and died in 1999. Described by many as a guru and creative genius, Del Close is perhaps best known for his role in co-creating the Herald, a form of long-form improvisation that became the basis for many other improv games and is now performed all over the world. Close believed that improvisation was a profound and authentic art form in and of itself, and a powerful tool for discovery both on and off the stage. A different bunch of emotional freight that we normally carry. Back to how important emotions are. And the small ones, the smallest, teeniest, weeniest emotional discovery that's real beats the hell out of the biggest one that's phony. Close was an intensely curious, complicated, and sometimes controversial individual. He was adept at creating thoughtful games and exercises organized on a single theme and driven by story, relationships, and emotion. He sometimes referred to these creations as structures, and the quest is one such structure that was created by him in the 19, early 1980s as part of a series of workshops that he did in New York City. It was initially conceived of as a 24-hour solo exercise where one would take the improvisational mindset normally reserved for the stage out into the world and see what happened as a result of approaching the world that way. At the time that the quest was created, there were a number of studies on right and left brain thinking, and those studies captured the public imagination. The right brain was characterized as creative, while the left, logical. More recent research has revealed that hemispheric lateralization, as it's actually called, is actually a bit more complex, but that idea that we have two brains remains popular. And Close was very interested in brain function. As one observer noted, everything Dell did in improvisation was about exploring the human brain and the workings of the mind. I thought his entire existence was about the brain. And the quest was really no exception. It was framed as a way to access that more spontaneous, creative, improvisational self and to bring that mindset, that fully present mindset, normally reserved for the stage, to bring that mindset out into the world and to see what is discovered as a result. The quest was also framed as a way to generate insights and the process of the story, the process of storytelling at the end of the quest was a way to help make sense of the experience, to use that logical sense-making part of the brain to gather the insights and to help us refine and understand our own experience. Close created hundreds, if not thousands, of exercises during his existence, and the quest fell into a period of obscurity until it was reintroduced to the world by Joey Novick at an AIN conference in Austin in 2014. And that's when 
I first became interested in it and a bit obsessed with its history, its origin, why it worked as an exercise, and how it worked as an exercise. And some people have described the quest as the first applied improvisation exercise. And it's not surprising that the source or the city um, where Close was living was arguably one of the first places where that improvisational mindset, that notion of being present, of attending to what is before you, that that was already very present in Chicago. Improvisation was something that had been in service to social change for already dozens of years. Jane Addams, who established the Hull House settlement in Chicago at the turn of the 20th century, brought in Neva Boyd, uh, who was part of the play playground movement and who saw the potential of play as a way to connect people across cultures, across language. And Boyd influenced, uh, brought in a young worker by the name of Viola Spolin, who worked closely with Boyd and developed more theater games. And then Spolin went on to work at Second City, and then Del Close was at Second City. So this notion of taking the improvisational mindset and applying it to new things is most certainly not a new one or a unique one. But what's interesting about the quest is also the intentionality around it. And if we look to some of the contemporaneous works that were um, adjacent to Close at that time, there's this lovely quote from Joseph Campbell and The Hero's Journey. And he writes, There is what I would call the hero journey, the night sea journey, the hero quest, where the individual is going to bring forth in his life something that was never held before. And is that not one of the most beautiful things about improvisation and the improvisational mindset? Is that we have within ourselves this ability to bring something, to bring something forth from our lives, from our minds, from our hearts, from our bodies that has never been beheld before. bunch of emotional freight that we normally carry back to how important emotions are and the small ones the smallest teeniest weeniest emotional discovery that's real beats the hell out of the biggest one that's phony there is so much more to say about the quest about the history of improvisation as a tool for social change the influences of what Dell was reading, the influences of Jane Addams and Neva Boyd and Hull House and Viola Spolin. There is so much more. But for now, I would like to leave you for this segment with two quotes from Dell. And here's the first. The world is a slightly better place for having improvisation in it than it was before. 
there's something about it that says something positive about the human spirit that a bunch of people can get together and by following a few simple traffic rules can create art and can entertain an audience and can thrill and exalt each other. And the next. The kind of improv that I'm particularly addicted to is the kind that aims at creating a momentary, fragmentary experience that has a totality to it. It's kind of like fireworks. It's the more ephemeral of art forms. Once it's gone, it's gone.